Welcome to Central Coast Chat, the podcast all about what's happening in the Monterey County area. I'm your host, Angelica Cabral, a reporter and podcaster with the Salinas Californian, part of the USA Today slash Gannett Network. We were off last week for the Christmas holiday, but we're back now with a new episode. To wrap up this year and look to the future, I spoke with Chelsea Adamy and David Rodriguez, two journalists with the USA Today slash Gannett Network, about what it was like to work in journalism this year, what stories were important, and what stories they think will be coming up early in 2021, both locally and nationally. Can you both start off by introducing yourselves? Sure. Um, my name is Chelsea Adamy, and I'm the former editor at the Salinas Californian. I now work as the visuals and breaking news editor at the Reno Gazette Journal as of earlier this year. Um, hello. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is David Rodriguez. I'm the staff photographer and reporter with the Salinas Californian. So what are some stories you covered this past year in Monterey County um, that you think were significant or that you want to remind people of? Oh, my God. There's so many stories this year. I, didn't, I wasn't really covering them, but there was just so much. I mean, I think David could really speak to it best but we're just starting in covid wildfires protests i mean elections um it was intense yeah no most definitely 2020 has definitely reminded us how important the role of the media is in keeping people informed from the horrific social injustices we've seen um the worldwide pandemic we've covered in these past months, the, the, all the COVID-19 updates that we've had to do, and the climate change has dra- that drastically has affected this country. So, to, yeah, there's been a lot of coverage, and looking back at it, I don't know, um, from, the, from the protests that I've covered, from the wildfires, and just from all these from all the eviction stories, I I I, I photographed. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping like all these co- all this coverage kind of changes someone's perspective and helps them get through these unprecedented unprecedented times. It's been tough. Right. I mean, I feel like as reporters, we're always busy, even when it's not 2020. Yeah. Um, I always like felt like there was <clears throat> that was when people would have you know talk to me about possibly working at the California, they ask what's the hardest thing about the job. I'm like, there's just so much to cover. I mean, there's so many like really great success stories, really cool people living in the area. There's um, obviously a lot of tragedy and, and injustice, like, you know, David was talking about. And then of course the breaking news and the politics and all those different um aspects of coverage that that we look at to really fully encapsulate a community but this year was just all of that times 20 um i mean typically we would have maybe like one or two really big huge all hands on deck breaking news assignments like i mean the gilroy garlic festival was definitely shooting was definitely an all hands on deck coverage assignment for us but um of the year prior and but this year there was like five of those um and i think that's really hard just for us to keep in perspective as people who are covering it but also for the community just to digest it's a lot i mean we're not unlimited in our capacity to process information and, and feelings 
Did you cover COVID-19 and all in Monterey County before you left position or switched positions? It was occurring right as I left. Um, it's funny because I think one of the last times I really gathered with like a group of people was when the staff came over to help me pack up and put all the stuff in the moving truck that we rented. Um, at the time we were hearing about it, but it wasn't, we didn't understand how bad it was going to be at that time. Um, I So what I did is I allowed like a day where I was going to drive up into the hills and then sleep for one night and then continue into rain the next day because I wanted to arrive as much in the morning as I could. And um, I remember when we stopped in Auburn, California, and we went into the grocery store, that was the first time I saw people wearing masks. And I started to cry just because I saw little kids wearing them and it was so jarring to see and people were trying to stock up and you know hoard toilet paper and food and all that kind of stuff but it was really the very beginning and I even like, I remember calling my mom and I was like this this happens every you know few decades right and she was like no nope, never seen anything like this and on that topic a question for both of you what do you think has been the mental toll of covering this pandemic for yourself and for maybe some other reporters around you it's been jarring um and it's been exhausting at the least um having to like like chelsea said um you, we usually face a couple of stories where all the staff is on deck and we're constantly, everyone's working together. But during the pandemic, it's been like that throughout the whole thing. We've been on deck, whether whether it, it be, you know, Kate texting me at 9 p.m., you know, David, I need help with this, or me texting at Kate early in the morning, hey, Kate, I need help with this constantly being on the clock, constantly just being vigilant of what's going on um, can be, definitely has been straining, um, but it's what we need to do now to keep the public informed and just to help each other out during these times. What has helped is having that uh, support system within your own staff, within your own coworkers. Um, We're not able to see our families. I think I've seen Kate and I've seen some of my coworkers a a little bit more through virtually than I've seen my my own family. So it's it's been it's been um, tough, but definitely having that support system within the newsroom has been a huge help. And I really hope readers understand like we are part of our communities, and you know we're affected by the things that we cover. I've lost people I care about to COVID and I've had family, I've had coworkers, um, I and mean, we've had, we have a morning meeting every day, um, in the newsroom and, you know, there's been tears, you know, coworkers that are scared and trying to process their own, you know, if they test positive, um, fears about doing our work. And I, you know, I feel for David, especially the photographers. I mean, a lot of the times as reporters, we can make calls, but you can't like call in a photo. So, um, we're constantly trying to like navigate that that tightrope of being safe, but also doing our jobs. And I just I'm so incredibly honored to work with people like David who are going into the hospitals and and putting their own lives at risk to to tell these stories. And so moving on to the coming year, where hopefully things will be a little bit better. What are some stories either of you think are going to be important in 2021, both locally and nationally? 
Uh, well, it's hard to say like what some of the, at least my focuses will be for 2021, but I think some obvious ones will definitely be the vaccine distribution. Um, I just started photographing that. I've just started photographing that vaccine distribution ha- being uh, happening within our own healthcare workers here in Monterey County and, and throughout the country. Thousands of photographs are coming out of these healthcare workers, our frontline healthcare workers, taking the the Pfizer vaccine and just kind of giving us some hope, giving the public some hope, giving the community a lot of skeptics that weren't sure about what the vaccine was going to, you know, if they were going to take the vaccine or not. I think that's going to be huge. And just the distribution throughout, whether it be our first responders that are getting it right now, whether when and then when it comes to our farm workers, I think that's going to be huge, especially here in Monterey County. And then our teachers, how is that? How are they going to distribute to our teachers? And then like just trickling down to our to high schoolers and then just our your 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 regular average Joe and and then as journalists, of course, like, when, when is that going to play out? Um, so, yeah, there's, and also, like, preparing for the wildfire season. Hopefully, we've seen the worst of what wildfires can do, and hopefully that stays in 2020, and we look back at it, at how bad it could get if we are not more vigilant when it comes to our the safekeeping of our just national forest and just how we view our environment. Um, but yeah, uh, getting ready for the fire season is definitely in, in my mind for the 2021 year. Oh yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I think that David said, and I hate to be like a Debbie Downer, but I just, the first quarter of 2021, I think is going to be completely dominated by vaccine rollout. Um, I am typically an optimistic person, but realistically speaking, just based on how we saw testing going, I think it's going to be very difficult to to get vaccines out in a way that um, is fair. I mean, we are, I'm already hearing some horror stories out of hospitals in other parts of the country where it wasn't being monitored or, or done very well and people were jumping the line, that sort of stuff. I, I really hope that that doesn't happen, but I just, I do worry about the logistics of, of getting them out. Um, you know, I'm really happy that farm workers are in, I think it's phase 1B. Um, but, I mean, that's, I think that there's always a lot of challenges in getting services to, undo, you know, undocumented workers um, or farm workers in general. And, and one thing that I didn't even think about was, um, you know, some of the vaccines are a two-part process, and the ability to to get that done within a three-year or four-week time frame, I think, is going to be different, very difficult. Um, especially if there's people that that might be moving between, you know, maybe Central Valley to Central Coast for work or further. Um, so I really, I really hope. I mean, the farm worker population is so incredibly important to the basis of Monterey County's economy. And and more so, you know, beyond just the economics. I mean, it's the right thing to do. It's they're they're people that are doing incredible service for our country to feed the entire nation. 
and they need to be taken care of. And I think, you know, y'all have reported much more closely than I have, but it seems like they've been some of the harder hit. Yeah, definitely. And Lastly, I was just curious, neither of you mentioned um, the transition to a new president. So I was wondering if you think that maybe with a more, I think what more people would consider a more moderate president, do we think that maybe it's not going to be, politics are not going to be in the news as much? Well, I don't know if we'll have like that that whiplash feeling that we feel as reporters with something very... uh, seemingly shocking or surprising gets tweeted out at an early hour. Um, I will certainly see less of that. Um, you know, David started talking about wildfires and I think we both have that on our mind a lot. Just, I mean, it was, I assisted with some of the wildfire coverage for California this year, uh, for North complex. And it was just exhausting and, and heartbreaking. I mean, I just, I can't tell you how many times I was just there crying at my desk, just, you know, talking to these families day after day who lost parents or, or children. It's um, it's really hard. And, and, I mean, David was on the front lines right in the fire. So, I mean, he, he saw it much more than I did. Yeah, to echo on Chelsea's, what Chelsea just said, um, I'm lucky that I'm not a political reporter. Like, I'm actually very happy that I'm not a political reporter because um, I don't have to really focus on who our candidates are but i i do well i will say that having biden being a more moderate president having him kind of have the perspective that he does have i am hoping laws fair laws to just um, farm workers immigrants just to our own uh, environment are kind of put out there um just for the sake of better living um i know like we were talking about climate change and i was saying how we're like yeah that's it hasn't been like we don't know how climate change affects fires but i don't know there's some really awesome laws that are happening here in california's um when it comes to like gas power vehicles being um, being no longer sold here by by 2035 you know um, what can that do to the reduction of the fires? So that could be a cool story later on. And just kind of following up on how Biden follows that and what kind of laws he provides to just fix all the turmoil that this country has faced. Um, and we haven't even talked about kind of the eviction moratorium. Like, there's so much happening right now that, that like, what's going to happen when the... AB 3888 moratorium ends in January 31st, you know, like it's going to be, it's going to be some crazy times, but I'm, we're here for the community, like Chelsea was saying, um, whatever the story might be, no matter where it is or what it is, we're here to cover that story and to provide as much clarity as possibly and tell that story in a very honest way and just bring some fresh reporting in to this community and just hopefully it helps somebody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more of our coverage, check out our website, www.thecalifornian.com and follow us on Twitter at Sal News. 
New episodes of our podcast go live on our website every Friday at 4 p.m. And you can also listen to us on iTunes. Just search Central Coast Chat.